98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Kenny Hodgart. Tonight's headlines. A High Court judge has told the prosecution to amend the murder charges against two defendants over the death of a cleaner in Shangshui during the social unrest of 2019. Police have arrested six more men in connection with the shooting in Central earlier this month, but are still searching for the gun used. And the number of new COVID infections has dropped slightly. The government earlier announced the extension of all current social distancing measures until at least July the 13th. A High Court judge has told the prosecution to amend the murder charges against two defendants over the death of a cleaner in Shangshui during the social unrest of 2019. Maggie Ho reports. After considering the evidence presented by the prosecution, Judge Esther To said it wasn't enough to support a murder charge and ordered Chen Yiting and Kelvin Lau to be charged with manslaughter instead. The court heard that the 70-year-old cleaner died in November 2019 after he was hit on the head by a brick in Shangshui as two groups of people clashed. The two defendants, aged 18 and 19, also face two charges of wounding with intent and rioting. The trial continues tomorrow. Police have arrested six more men in connection with the shooting in Central earlier earlier this month. Officers believe the incident was related to a dispute between two triad gangs. The men include the registered owner of one vehicle, drivers and others who allegedly, allegedly disposed of vehicles. A total of 16 men have now been arrested. But Senior Superintendent Tony Ho from the Organised Crime and Triad Bureau said officers are still searching for the gun. Unfortunately, the gun that involved in the shooting incident, uh, we haven't found it yet, but uh, we are working on some leads and uh, we, uh, we're still trying very hard, trying very hard to, to try to find the gun. Senior Superintendent Ho also spoke about the arrests of three men this morning on suspicion of possessing an imitation firearm, weapons and anti-government materials, including newspapers and flags. He said there was no evidence to suggest the suspects, aged between 17 and 44, were linked. Mr Ho was asked whether it was against the law to possess anti-government flags. All cases should be looked at individually and to be assessed by the merit of the availability of evidence. Okay? It's difficult to answer uh, some question without any other relating context. We are still trying very hard to investigate and we will examine all the laws in Hong Kong, including all the laws in Hong Kong. So, um, yeah. The number of new COVID infections has dropped slightly. Hong Kong reported 1,873 today, of which 154 were imported. That's down from over 1,900 yesterday. The government earlier announced the extension of all current social distancing measures until at least July the 13th, citing the recent rise in coronavirus cases. Five of the infections confirmed today were linked to the Victoria Harbour restaurant in Tianmen, raising the total number in the cluster to over 40. Dr Albert Au from the Centre for Health Protection said the Electrical and Mechanical Services Department found that the restaurant had failed to comply with ventilation requirements. EMSD completed examination of the ventilation systems of the restaurant and they made an inspection. It was found that the um, fresh air ventilation rate and rate of air exchange were lower than normal and that possibly led to the outbreak. The government has announced a major reshuffle of senior officials ahead of the incoming administration of new Chief Executive John Lee. Among the 14 officials, 
moving is the Director of Broadcasting, Patrick Lee. He will be promoted to Permanent Secretary for Security from July the 1st. A former acting head of RTHK, Gracie Fu, who is now Director of Administration and Development at the Department of Justice, will assume the post of Permanent Secretary for Constitutional and Mainland Affairs on July the 15th, replacing another former Director of Broadcasting, Roy Tang. He'll go on pre-retirement leave. And now the weather. Mainly fine, isolated showers tomorrow. The minimum temperature will be about 28 degrees. Very hot during the day with a maximum temperature of around 33 in the urban areas and a couple of degrees higher in the new territories. Light to moderate southerly winds. The outlook, very hot with sunny periods on Wednesday. Winds will strengthen gradually and there will be more showers in the following couple of days. The current temperature is 29 degrees Celsius with humidity of 78%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. A survey has suggested that around one third of music industry workers have left or want to leave Hong Kong as they can't perform here due to COVID restrictions. Musicians Foundation, which polled 460 workers this month, said workers have been unable to make a living for the better part of the past two years as as music venues were closed or live performances were prohibited. The group's founder, Chris B, said she hopes the government will revoke a newly extended ban on live performances. I'm thinking the government can just follow exactly the same procedure that it does for the other workers in a venue, right? At the moment, they require them to be triply vaccinated and do a rat test every day. You know, they do this for bars. So it's easy enough to do the same thing for people in the music industry. Almost everyone in the music industry is triple vaccinated, and they have been for a long time. They're so ready to just get back to work. Hong Kong's sole deputy to the National People's Congress Standing Committee, Tam Yu Chung, says he hopes President Xi Jinping will give instructions on Hong Kong's future development when he attends its handover ceremony on July the 1st. He told Commercial Radio this was because this year marks the halfway point of the 50 years of one country, two systems. Mr Tam was asked whether he expects the central government to state clearly how long one country, two systems will last. He said the key was ensuring it remains on the right track. Personally, I think this is not a difficult matter to handle. No one ever said 50 years was a deadline for change. It's easy to resolve this matter, but whether the central government will give a clear time frame or whether it will offer a general direction or principle that we can work towards, I think it's also a likely approach. CLP has activated a second replacement cable for the three destroyed in a fire last week that caused a massive power outage in the northwest Northwest New Territories. The power company said the cable would further reinforce its power supply capability, adding that it aims to put a third cable into operation tomorrow. CLP said it would remove the cable bridge that caught fire. Macau officials discovered 96 new COVID cases yesterday, raising the total number of infections in the current outbreak there to 357. The figure was announced after a third round of citywide screening was launched this morning. The authorities said around 160,000 Macau residents had been tested again for COVID as of 3pm. 
Profits at China's industrial firms shrank at a slower pace last month than in April, as activity in major manufacturing hubs resumed, but COVID restrictions still weighed on factory production and squeezed margins. Data from the National Bureau of Statistics showed profits in May fell 6.5% from a year earlier, after dropping 8.5% the month before. He said the improvement was driven by surging profits in coal mining and oil and gas extraction as the Russia-Ukraine war sparked a rally in global commodity prices. A senior statistician said although the overall performance of China's industrial firms showed some positive changes, their year-on-year growth continued to fall, with rising cost pressures and difficulties in production and operation continuing. He said the foundation for the recovery is not firm. The G7 industrialised nations say they are committed to supporting Ukraine for as long as it takes. After talks at their summit in Germany, in which President Zelensky took part remotely, the leaders said they would continue to meet Ukraine's urgent requirements for military and defence equipment. Speaking at the summit, the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz said the leaders had discussed the importance of remaining united in their approach. We understood that the policies of all our countries are very much aligned. And this is, I think, the good message, that we are taking tough decisions, that we are also cautious, that we will help the Ukraine as much as is possible, but that we also avoid that there will be a big conflict between Russia and NATO. And this is what is of essence, to be tough and thinking about the necessities of, uh, of the time we are living in. NATO has announced what it calls the biggest overhaul of its collective defence and deterrence since the Cold War. The Secretary-General, Jens Stoltenberg, described Russia as the most significant and direct threat to the alliance's security and values. We will strengthen our forward defences. We will enhance our battle groups in the eastern part of the alliance up to brigade levels. We will transform the NATO response force and increase the number of our high readiness forces to well over 300,000. We will also boost our ability to reinforce in crisis and conflict. Climate activists have been protesting in Lisbon, where a United Nations conference is being held to discuss how to restore the faltering health of the world's oceans. In a speech to delegates, the UN Secretary-General, Antonio Guterres, said it was important to remember how vital the oceans are to everyone. When we see the hearse from space, we truly appreciate that we live on a blue planet. The ocean connects us all. Sadly, we have taken the ocean for granted, and today we face what I would call an ocean emergency. We must turn the tide. The UN has warned of famine in Africa and the Middle East because, disruption, because of disruption to supplies from Ukraine, one of the, the world's lar- largest wheat producers. Britain's Secretary of State for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs, George Eustace, said the UK government was trying to find ways of getting grain out of Ukraine. This is a big challenge. You've got a very perilous situation for shipping in the Black Sea. It's mined. Ukraine themselves, for defensive security reasons, have have secured that port and they're not letting shipping in anyway. It therefore probably means that a rail route would be uh, the most likely, the most successful, but that's not easy either. There are challenges that would have to be overcome.
NASA has made its first launch from a commercial site outside the United States. The rocket took off from the Arnhem Space Centre in northern Australia and carried an observation platform 350 kilometres into the sky to study X-rays from the two Alpha Centauri solar systems. Michael Jones is the executive chairman and group CEO of Equatorial Launch Australia, which operates the launch venue. He spoke ahead of the launch. We're doing Australia's first space launch from here in Arnhem Land. You will see the first commercial rocket launched into space from Australia and the first time that NASA has ever launched from a commercial spaceport, um, ever. You know, we're about to fire a projectile um, that's going 300 kilometres into space. Yeah. Um, and then it's coming back to exactly where we want it. <laughs> To sport, and the Colorado Avalanche are back atop Hockey's Mountain after dethroning the two-time defending NHL champions. They beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 2-1 in Game 6 to win the Series 4-2 and claim the Stanley Cup with a game to spare. It's the first title for the team since 2001. Elated Avalanche players threw their sticks, helmets and gloves in the air in celebration as the game ended. Five seconds to go! Up it comes to the line! It's been a successful campaign for Hong Kong at the World Table Tennis Tournament in Slovenia. Du Hoi Kem and Zhu Chengju won gold on the final day, beating India's Ayinka Mukherjee and Prapti Sen to claim the women's doubles title. The pair won in straight sets to avenge the semi-final defeat of their teammates, Li Ho Ching and Minnie Su, who settled for bronze. Hong Kong's Wong Chun Ting and Baldwin Chan also picked up a bronze in the men's doubles. Chung Kwan side Lee Man were in action tonight uh, in football's AFC Cup in Thailand and they beat Taiwanese side Tainan FC 3-1 to keep their slim hopes of advising, advancing to the next round alive. Second half goals from Young Hoi To and Junior Dutra put Lee Man in front before Tainan pulled one back but the Hong Kong Premier League side finished in convincing fashion as a goal from Chang Hei Yin, 12 minutes from time, sealed the win. Lee Man lost 3-1 to fellow Hong Kong side Eastern in their opening match, but could still win Group J, depending on the outcome of Eastern's match against Tainan on Thursday. In cricket, England have registered their 15th Test Series whitewash in a phenomenal manner. In Leeds, on the fifth day of the third Test of New Zealand's Tour of England, the hosts won by seven wickets to clinch the Series 3-0 needing to score 113 runs with nine wickets in hand to seal the fifth highest run chase at Headingley on a day five pitch. England only took 92 balls to secure victory. After a two and a half hour rain delay, former captain Joe Root with 86 and Johnny Bairstow with 71 put together a match winning 87 ball, 111 run fourth wicket partnership. The news from RTHK. Joe 
Written by Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller, along with Ralph Dino and John Cimbello. You've probably not heard of the last two names, but they recorded it as a duet in 74. Didn't do anything, and I couldn't even find a version of that one at all. You'll be probably happy to hear, but the one that we hear there from Elkie Brooks was uh, given to her when she was fronting a band called Vinegar Joe. How about that? And often people think that Pearl was referring to Janis Joplin, but not particularly about her as far as I can tell. But her nickname was indeed Pearl. Let's go on with the music and a request. This one is a song from Bob Seger. (laughs) 